Hello, messy listeners. What you're about to be listening to is one of our original episodes from when it originally aired as part of In Another World, a pop culture podcast that our show is a spinoff from. We just wanted you to have access to all of our original episodes before we did the spinoff. So disregard any references to the podcast that it originally aired from and focus on all of the messy conversations. Welcome to another episode of In Another World, a pop culture podcast. I am your host, Zachary Landold, and I'm here for another edition of Messy Mondays. I'm also here, Tom Cornell, in relations with the pod. In I co-host in relation. I co-host on Mondays. Yes, you I'm do. Here. <laughs> I'm here, and I'm mad I'm here. <laughs> sort of. I don't know. <laughs> What's the reception? How do of people feel about me? Being people loved here? you. Okay, we'll see. I got so much fan mail. I'm sure you did. I did. I got one person to listen to the podcast. <laughs> well, they say if just you know, there could be a hundred people in a room not listening in the to room, you. In the room, in the room. But if in one room, person in the room. listens to you, it's all about And it. I'm Italian. <laughs> I'm from New York. And I'm Italian. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> Dated material. That was a real <laughs> kicker in 2018. Woo! <laughs> It's so funny to me. I like I'm here to get give great references. Joy it. It's a pop culture podcast, so everything you know, old pop culture, okay, counts too. On my pop culture podcast, it bears repeating. We often talk about how we're historians, <laughs> and like we're not wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we're not wrong, but we're not like wrong. the historians you want. We're just. <laughs> I didn't say I was a, a prize-winning historian. I'm just yeah, saying no, no, I'm no, a Am, am I literally just citing other pieces of material to put into my pop culture podcast? Yes. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a much different, like, scripted situation over there. But, like, this, we pretend we're, like, NPR, but we, like, still say the word cunt, you know? Well, like, yeah, that's the NPR I want. <laughs> the, the NPR I want is... <laughs> the NPR I deserve, honestly. National public cunt. <laughs> NPC. <laughs> I'm funny. NPC, anyway. Get into the faggotry. <laughs> so before we get into our messy moments, is there any pop culture stuff that you wanted to like get into or talk oh. about from this week? At the top. Because sounds guys like don't we both know had something me. to share with each other. You you people, you listeners, dear listeners oh. of this podcast, you oh. don't know me that well. But one Marina, formerly Marina and the Diamonds, oh. dropped an album today as we record. This Ooh, Friday, today? June 11th. Yes. Oh, wowie. Ancient dreams oh. in a modern land has landed officially in my ear holes. And, and it is, is it? it's amazing. It's great. It's great. I like, I'm still familiarizing myself with it. I have like mm-hmm. a lot of, we're on album five, right? And we've had like a career, right? So it's yeah. like interesting listening this far into someone's career and like how mm. you take it. It's very political, which like she's not really done before. We've like dabbled in that, but she is like, saying it on this one and then like and that's like the first half of the album and then the second half of the album is like very sad like love breakup songs and it's just like 
it's like kind of jarring because they she kind of released all of like the the bops yeah. as singles already and then i like listened to the songs i hadn't heard yet this morning and i like weirdly woke up at four in the morning and like immediately that was like my first instinct was like let's listen to this because i'm awake and i was right. like crying in my bed and i was like mm-hmm. not the mood that i was like thinking that i was gonna have today but like what a way to start the day um it's very good she announced a tour so she's actually coming to Pittsburgh next year and I'm so excited to go uh but I also Marina has had like a weird like a her reviews are always very strange probably one because she's a woman in the music industry and like reading reviews about that but she's like getting like eight to ten out of ten like she's like this album is pulling in some like high reviews and I'm very excited for her I'm like so stoked what are the usually what's usually the criticism of her past music um so it's like every other record and it's kind of been like her her mo has been like so her first record it was like all written by her with like mm-hmm. other co-writers and then her second album was electra heart which is like everyone knows her for like prima donna sure, sure. how to be a heartbreaker but that was off that was a lot written by other people and produced by other people and mm. so it like has like a more like pop feel that is like a little more easier for the public but that got slammed because it was like childish i guess and it got like that one's probably like her lowest rated album but it's off it's funny because it's definitely her most successful album and like still generates listeners to this day and then the third album fruit was like our foray into like her writing and producing and coming up with the visuals and it's like very marina Mm. and then marina threatened to leave the music industry and so when she came back five years later listen i was here i've been here the for the drama. whole ride i've been like buckled in for the past 12 years i'm like I just here, love the okay? drama. and so she like did she's like we, I, I wasn't sure she was gonna come back i was even telling tiffany earlier today during her last tour whenever it like kind of caught wind that she was like i might never tour again like this oh might be the God. last you hear of me i like a week before a show i like bought tickets to a sold out show because i was like i have to go like i need to go see this one more time yeah. this is gonna be my last time i have to go <laughs> this so is I went, the moment and Yeah. And then when she came back two years ago with Love and Fear in 2019, it was like very, it was like Electra Heart without the bite. It was just like Mm. straightforward pop. And it was like very streamlined and produced, which is like not really her thing most of the time. She's, she's like a mess. She's a little messy when she sings. And like, that's kind of what I like her. I like about like the little bit of the rawness, but it was like the album she felt comfortable releasing to get herself back into the music scene. And now we got this album, which is like in your face, like, rebellion i just like love it i'm so excited to have her i i, I am so is very it like excited. half angry half sad is that like how you were... i would say that's a a good way to say it but she has off she has like had a storied career uh <laughs> commenting on like america and its culture mm. and then there's one song called new america and Ooh. it is like it is something to be heard i was like wow she really something came for next to be heard. I what's your it. standout I, track from the album so far so new america is like the one, the new one that I heard today mm-hmm. that was like, oh, this is like, okay. <laughs> but I also really like um, Venus Flytrap, which was released on Wednesday. I don't mm. know why they did that, but it was released on Wednesday. Very good. And it was like, I like that song a lot because you can hear like the Family Jewels, which is her first album. Yeah. You can kind of hear like influences from that in the song. And it's like very, mm. it just like feels very good. But I think like she kind of nailed it. Like of her last four 
like albums yeah. it like it's like a good amalgamation where it's like streamlined but like has like a rawness to it but you still get like marina sings on a very like she sings very high so it's like she gets these beautiful flourishes and it's just like it's just beautiful and i'm like i'm here for it i don't know where it ranks in like my marina hierarchy yet but it's like day one so yeah. i have some in time the marina to arena yeah but i will say it won't be coming in last place i know that but mm. That's about the best I can say. I just need to get that off my chest. I've been I want to give day. you the moment. I want to thank you so you much it. for giving me this space. Have are you? Do you have a relation? Any relations with Marina? I have a couple of songs. I'm like I've always said if I probably took a deep dive into Marina, I think I would like really fall in love with her. And I haven't like mm-hmm. actively avoided Marina. She has a couple of songs on my playlist. Like I have Orange Trees on my playlist. Aww. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That song. That. Oh, go ahead. Let's go. I saw that song. Um, and of course, How to Be a Heartbreaker. I feel like everyone like, knows that song. Um, she has a, I have another song from her. I have to look it up. But yeah, so I have a few things. I've always been like, she's cool. I don't know. Like, I think I, I, need, I sometimes I need a guide to get into someone. I need someone to be like, start with these like 20 songs. And so I, I don't really can. If only I knew someone. <laughs> I'm literally like waving my hands in the video screen. I'm like, hi. You're like, um, I've been here. Yes. I don't don't know why. But I think, I think another interesting thing, I think my connection with Marina like runs so deep Mm -hmm. because I mean, she's like five years older than me, but like we Mm -hmm. definitely were going through like similar psychological stages of our life Mm -hmm. at the same time or as her music was being released. Sure. I, I don't know if you've ever been a 22-year-old, but you definitely feel like a little cunt running around being nasty. And like Electra <laughs> Heart was like the perfect anthem. Like every song was just like that. And it just like felt <laughs> really good. And it was like during the, the year of EDM, like that was like, and it had very like EDM influenced music <gasps> on it. And so like EDM. We did it for a year. Like the public tried it for a year. And they were like, okay. I had an ex that was really into EDM and I had never Mm. really gotten into EDM. And so because I was dating him, I ended up going to like two EDM shows and I was on sensory overload. It was. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It was really Um, a lot. But then when she released Fruit, she was a little bit ahead of the game because she like started being like happy and like self having self-realization and yeah. i like wasn't quite there yet and i was yeah, like this no. album sucks but it now like, is oh, my so favorite you're happy like you're happy now yeah and like love and fear is what it is like i'm not gonna say it's her best work but there's some like very good kernels in there that kernels was, yeah i love the word kernel it's <laughs> <laughs> an interesting word to choose to love kernel so, do you ever like say a word and you're like that doesn't sound right that must not oh, be saying that correctly. Absolutely. Or, or spelling. I have looked at words and like that's not that can't that's not right. That's not how I spell. I do a lot of like repetitive typing of sentences <laughs> for my job, yeah. and sometimes I'll be like writing a word and I'm like, that's not how you spell that. <laughs> that's not that's like like the word sorry. If you write it enough times, you're like, wait, it's no. definitely s a w r y. Yeah, it's like definitely sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you told me you had something to share today. I'm very curious to see what this is. You want you have something to share as well. I do. Do you want me to go first? You I go just first. I dropped I, want... I dropped the marina bomb, so I thought we okay, were gonna fine. Go I'll go. And... I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. So mine is the trailer for that was dropped this week, which <laughs> is like especially. Uh, oh my month... god. 
<laughs> is it the same? No, it's not the same. Okay, so, okay good. Okay. Um, yeah. okay, so it's the trailer for the new Tammy Faye Baker <laughs> biopic coming out this year starring Jessica Chastain. Have you seen the trailer for this? Okay, I have, but it's only because I watched a YouTuber react to it. And it's just like a YouTuber I follow reacted to it. And I was like, I don't really know what's going on. But I'm, well, I'm too so I have seen it, but I wasn't it, really. So I am still going to play it. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're going to watch it. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, Tammy Faye Baker. I don't. I I don't know excessively a lot about her. I'm not gonna. I don't either. Um, I just know that she's considered like a gay icon because she was like former religious mm-hmm. kind of crazy lady that was like, I love the gays now, and they were just like, okay, and lots of makeup, lots of like bad makeup. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. Tammy Faye. What'd you do? Hello, Mother. This is Jim Baker, my husband. <laughs> it's all part of our mission to help people. Anyone who's hurting or they feel like they've been left out, God has a plan for us. What'd he tell you to do this time? Jesus keeps a ticking me higher and higher. Jim will preach and I'll sing. That's all. God does not us to be poor. Father, a pleasure. Now God has a voice in this fight. Who's he fighting? Liberal agenda, homosexual agenda. Faith isn't political. You can't talk to him like that. Jerry Falwell is a powerful man, Tammy Faye. She's a firecracker, Jim. If everyone watching could double their pledge just for one month, God loves you. He really does. doing anything wrong though is that a question tammy and i are undergoing the most vicious attacks serving god don't feel like it should be a money-making opportunity you know when i saw that clipping with my face on it i thought for a second that you were proud of me oh tammy faye you follow blindly in the end all you are is blind these eyes I just want to love people. The devil's coming for me, Tammy. Can we talk about Satan later, Jim? Steve is a patient of AIDS. I can't look at this. You need to get her under control. I built you an empire. You built you an empire. Some people, they're just hurting so bad, and we just need to love them. I want to put my arm around you. And I want to put my arms around you, Tammy Faye. <laughs> Looking in the rearview mirror of my life. This is who I am. Yeah, that's why I got. <laughs> I, okay, so it's like, I just love how wild it looks. Like they went like balls oh, to the I wall. I mean, I, I think the real story is also truly wild. Yeah, from uh, what I've heard. And she's wild. Like as a, as a real woman, she was a, practically a drag queen. Oh yeah, I mean Ginger Minj did her on All Stars too, <laughs> yes, famously yes. for a Snatch Game. An underrated performance, if I must say. Well, Ginger's gonna come back and try again. Yes, she will. Take two. Or take yeah, three. she she took Alia's advice, dusted herself off, and tried again. <laughs> yes, she did. She really and did. So, what are your thoughts on the trailer when you saw it? Um, did you see okay. it? Okay, so did I what? 
Would you see it? Like, I know you're not much of a movie person. Okay, I mean, the, I'm going to show you a trailer, and I am also not going to see the movie I'm going to show you, <laughs> cool, but I great. think it's a good topic of discussion. <laughs> uh, just, I'm just throwing that out there right away. Yeah. Problem number one, Jessica Chastain is in it. And I don't know why, but I do not like her in in oh. my bones. Oh, wow. Something okay. about me does, like, not like her. Oh. Like, whenever she did that war movie or whatever like Zero Dead Dark Night for yeah whatever uh, whatever that was I remember her like doing the interview rounds and again I wasn't really watching them sure. but I kind of caught wind and she seemed like very uppity and unapproachable and I just like didn't like her she felt like cold but like good for her for like what she's done that's great like good for you see I like her more in like um but she looks absolutely over the top ridiculous <laughs> in that so like i like warmed up to her a bit but i also think i confused her a lot with bryce dallas howard like in bryce my head i can like on the flip of a switch be on the wrong person well, whenever i'm looking at them. each other often well clearly as someone who's not in the industry and doesn't really pay not much attention I'm just saying it's an easy thing to think. So what happened had, while we I were have had watch- Jessica Chastain stuck in my head all week though, going, Jerry just gonna take me higher and higher. <laughs> that song was wild. <laughs> I just love it. I love like go for it, balls to the wall. I was mm-hmm. like, this is I'm in, I'm here for this. I love the wild biopic. So my weird panic while we were watching this <laughs> yeah. was that I was like. Jessica Chastain has to be at least 20 years older than Andrew Garfield. <laughs> and so then I had to Google how old they both were. And I was very wrong. I, I she's when a I tell older, you, I, right? she is, she's only seven years older than him. Mm-hmm. What I, I gotta thought, be honest. Though, I think he's miscast. Okay. I agree based on what I saw because he looked way younger than her. Yeah. I just like think, he did I think look- he's a great actor, but I just think it, he obviously looks like way too young for the part. I think. I cannot even comment on that. That man is 37 years old. And when I tell you, I thought he was like my age or maybe younger than me. I was oh, he like, definitely very looks, con- he looks good. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like he, um, but I dropped- like, Oh, sorry. No, I just am saying the age thing really threw me. So age can really fuck me up. I will never forget the day that I found out that Sandra Bullock was older than Julia Roberts. And it really fucked with my head because in my head, Julia was why would you like, tell me that and why like, do I, I have to you, live with this now it fucked me up because I remember being like wait but that can't that can't be right because I always just I don't know I always thought of Julia Roberts as like and so here's what happened because once I found out how old Julia Roberts was I then went back on IMDB and like looked at like the years some of her like big movies came out and when i found out how old she was in some of these movies it really fucked me up like when i found out she was 28 in my best friend's wedding i was like wait she's 28 in that movie i thought she was 35 like or like Notting hill love that movie but i always thought she was like a mid-30s actress like a beautiful mid-30s actress but mid-30s and she was still in her 20s i will say Mm -hmm, yeah in the 90s yeah fashion definitely like pushed you at a certain age group depending on the way you dress and makeup also makeup and i would say like having curly hair is a disadvantage (laughs) yeah because people didn't know what they were doing with it so you all got the same kind of look like if you had curly hair it was like the crunchy very tight curl the hair or that so they're always straightening out her damn hair except for like Aaron Brockovich and like, well, my best friend's wedding with those curls. 
I have never seen either it's one of those movies. It's a great movie. You've never, yeah, because we haven't seen things. It's not not even Aaron Brockovich. It's like high drag. I'm really into it. I I believe you, and I love that for you. And like Tiffany would be a great person to talk to about that. <laughs> she has opinions, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know why I really can't do movies. I like don't, to don't know I why know. I did it. <laughs> watch it a call back to a thing that was not on there <laughs> Whatever. we were talking about Nora Jones earlier. <laughs> as <clears throat> as 2021 uh millennial gays do we talked about Nora Jones before we no, no, the <laughs> uh a quote from my grandfather uh has a very grating voice Nora Jones has a very grating voice so do with that information what you will audience <laughs> I'm gonna hit up your grandfather He's dead. Okay. <laughs> Give me that Ouija board. Uh, I'm not partaking in that. I don't need to know. I don't, it would just go from F to A to G. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Pat. <laughs> Hi, gay. <laughs> Hello, gay. Hi, gay. Hi, gay. <laughs> Hi, gay. It's June. Oh, I can't even. Wait, okay. so what are we going to share with me? I'm now so curious. Okay. Okay. I don't know if you have any relationship with this. Okay. I need to share sound. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Welcome, King James. <gasps> I'm a cartoon? <gasps> This is the new Space Jam trailer. What's up, Doc? Bugs, bring it here, man. What brings you to Tonewall, Doc? The computer dude kidnapped my son. How do they know each other? I haven't watched this. That's not Michael Jordan. What'd you do to my son? They're in a video game. So weird. You want to play me in basketball? I need to assemble an elite team. I do love what? Don Cheadle, though. I'm not gonna lie. Take it from here. Why is he Shoot evil? Lola's not sexy enough, and I know they had to desexify her for this movie, but she looks terrible. She hasn't aged well. That's not Lola. Yeah. Where, where's her bust? Why does she have buck teeth now? I hate this. Me. I'm not I'm a betting fine. duck, but my money's on the other team. Pump up the jam. Yo, King. You're about to lose your family. Got no work Run. in my head. Everything you love. Well, at least we're good. Oh, and I almost forgot. All of the tunes will be deleted, so... Come on, guys. The Toon Squad doesn't give up. If we're going out, we're going out loony. Bump, 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 up the jam. You gotta win this game and get our son back. Lola looks so bad. No. How do you know the two gays are watching a Space Jam? That's not Lola. That's not Lola. She's not Lola. Why? What happened? Well, that happened. Oh, it's gonna be on HBO Max. It looks like no 
So that it's was a no that. for me. It's a no for me, dog. Um, that's not Space Jam, and that's not Lola Bunny, as we have famously said. It's not Lola Bunny. It's not not Lola Bunny. I have a there seems to be an entertainment in my personal opinion and yeah, this is coming from it. someone who like doesn't really care and like sure. isn't really involved in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There seems to be like some weird disconnect. So what they're trying to do here very clearly is if like our grandparents and our parents are still alive, they're trying to capitalize on like Looney Tunes. And then they're trying to capitalize on us millennials by having a Space Jam come back. Look, it's right? Space Jam. And then what they're trying to do is getting millennial millennials children so whatever yeah. after gen z they're not really worried about gen z here they're trying to get no. us to have our children get invested in like both looney tunes and Space well Jam jokes on them on. i don't have any kids and if they did they wouldn't be going to see this movie no i i mean it's just like it's too much like the the whole like fun of space jam the original was that it was like yeah. cartoons and reality yeah just like like who framed roger rabbit like the yes. whole fun of it is that it's like cartoons in the real world not right. these three-dimensional video game not it was like oh, really know. weird looking if you haven't seen it you should go look out just like look the animation up it's like very interesting i guess it's it's better. interesting it's definitely interesting it's also confusing because they show him at one point just like animated yeah he's animated and with he's... them and that's not the way it works that's not the way this universe works and the flip yeah. side of that he he's like bugs it's so good to see you again i'm like how what's your relationship i'm hoping there's a where's con- michael jordan i'm hoping there's a connective thread to the first movie hopefully because maybe he, maybe there's some stupid plot line about how basketball players still remember because remember it was like michael and like all, like who else was it it was um Char- Narl- Narls Barkley. Oh man, no, but it was uh Charles Barkley. There's the name. That's the name. Yeah. Thinking of. And all those other guys, because I'm not into sports, they all like went with him. So maybe they like still remember the tale of Space Jam. Now I I really don't remember the movie that much, but I do have I have the video game. The PlayStation 2 video game. I never had the PlayStation 2. I was privileged enough to have the PlayStation 2. I just wasn't playing 2. video games. I probably could have had it. If I uh, my brother played video games, so I just kind of piggybacked mm. off that. But the Space Jam video game was mine. I played I Super remember. Nintendo. And then once I like grew tired of Super Nintendo, I just kind of left video games. That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. I mean, famously yeah. a long time ago. I left video games. I left video games 30 years ago. (laughs) Well, I have some news for you, Zach. Technology has come a really long way. Wow. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Technology has really gone far. Have you heard about virtual reality? No, actually, I have played a virtual reality game. I I, I was on sensory overload for five minutes. I was like, well, hold on. What game did you play? Um, was one of those oh is it one where you like a shark attacks you no <laughs> it's like i god what was that oh the oculus is that what it's called the oculus? yeah is it the one with the beats game the one yeah yeah, yeah. i was just like bam 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 i'm hitting thing i would love to play that game it is fun and it's oddly exercise it's like oddly like a lot of exercise yeah i've heard that about that game like i was like winded when it was over that 
Listen, everyone got the Oculus in quarantine. So it's like, it was exercise for like so many people. They were just like, what else are we going to do? I remember I almost bought one because I was like, maybe I should do this as like incentive to work out. You can't be buying, you can't be buying things. No. I think that, I say that having just paid for a full year subscription to Noom. So who yeah. am I to, who am I <laughs> So who am I? <laughs> who am I? Who am I really? <laughs> yeah, um... What there was something else I was gonna talk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are you wait? I can't. I feel like I've already asked you this question before, and I've already forgotten the answer. Were you a Sex in the City boy? We talked about Sex in the City last week. I know, and I've already forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yes, I've seen a lot of it, if not all of it. Yeah. Well, it was a big week for, and just like that, the HBO Max. Reboot. Oh yeah. Uh, was so it? many people signed on to it this week, or they like announced so much this week. Oh, like whomst? Well, of course, like Sarah Ramirez from Grey's Anatomy is going to be on the show. Now, I don't know who that is. I know of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. She was Callie. Was she the lesbian? Yes, she was a lesbian. Okay. Does she yeah. sing? Does she sing? She does is that sing. like her gig? She does okay, sing. so I don't, I do know which person she is. Good job, good job. Because I was um, on Tumblr in 2014. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> dated. Oh my God. Tumblr is dated just like Vine. <sighs> Kill me I now. I, I miss Tumblr. I mean, I guess it's still like, is it it's gone still entirely? There. It's, still, it's there. still there. It's still there, but all the porn's gone. So and that's not there. Tumblr then. Yeah, it's like they, really, used, truly. That's kind of what I used Tumblr for. I think everyone, around. I think everyone had good intentions and thought it was like very fun and funny at first, and then like yeah. people started posting porn, and I'm like, I can curate my own like porn feed. Absolutely, I'm gonna no, be I mean, doing that's that. That's exactly what. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like, yeah, like and it felt less do... dirty. It felt less like gross. It felt like because you're going on to Tumblr. Yeah, it's but that's Tumblr. they had to remove the porn aspect so they could like stay in the app store <laughs> yeah. and shit. So, um, but who signed? Oh yeah, they announced that. Uh, Chris Noth, who played Mr. Big's gonna come back. The, you did the mention that last week, and we kind of talked about the theory that he might be dead, and it's like flashbacks that we're having. Well, I with... thought that, but then they announced that Harry's coming back, and Steve is coming Harry. back, and yes. Stanford, Harry. and um, oh, Anthony Harry's the bald guy, back. the Jewish man. The yeah, Jewish I love man. Harry. Yeah, he's the best husband. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did did mention Steve last week, and you were. You said I was a little too easy on him, but you know, I just said, remember what you said if this ever happens. You you know, and that's and that's honestly fair. Honestly fair. Honestly valid. Honestly fair. Um, But then I was like, apparently they're starting filming like this week, or like uh, it started. Is it supposed to get like released soon? No, it's just, I think it's coming out. I think they're, like, trying to have it ready maybe by the fall. Like, release it in the fall. Oh, I thought there was going to be, I thought they were, maybe, I'm confusing things. Because we talked about, like, Gossip Gossip Girl Girl 2, and it, like, aired very soon. There was another reboot. iCarly, yeah. (laughs) And iCarly. No, it sounds like they're probably trying to have it ready for the fall. Or maybe early next year. I hope it's the fall, because I would like to have it. I deserve nice things. Okay, okay, you can classify it as a nice thing. Well, ho- I well do hopefully it, for it now, is. Until hopefully I know, it is. Until I see what it is, I'm going to think of it as sure, a, sure, sure. a lovely thing. But I'm also, sure. I'm going to be honest, if if it's a nostalgia thing that happens to fall into my niche, I'm like very Pollyanna about it. I'm like, yay, I'm so excited. And I, uh, I'm very positive. 
I'm like, I feel like I've been I've been burned by the things that I really enjoyed that got brought yeah. back. Yeah. And like, like what? Obviously, it's a very small amount of things that that's been for me. Yeah. What were those like, for you? So Veronica Mars came back a couple yeah. of years oh, ago. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was so excited. Yeah. I trusted these people implicitly. Yeah, these were good people. Because it, yeah. it was all the same people. Sure. Like it was all of them. The writer, like the, it was like <laughs> the same team, same crew. Yeah. And then what they did to me in that last <sighs> episode. Oh no. It was so fucked up. Oh no. So it was so good. I was having a great time. Yeah. I was enjoying it. And then in the last episode, they did something. And I was like, is that where you're going to leave this? And of course, it did not get picked up for a second renewed season. Oh, no. So we're not, so now we're just like, like we're left. That's limbo. how it ends. Did yeah, you and think, we were left. Can I ask a question? Was sure. the new ending worse than what you were left with the first time? Uh, No. Okay, I would well, say like you then. could like end the series where they did. I just don't like that or agree yeah. with it. Did you feel like, like it that had... didn't feel good to me? Like I, I like waited ten me. years. I waited like years to no, like have. Well, but also the other thing was, the other follow up is like, Veronica Mars had a movie between it like airing and then like this new season. Oh, that so was, there was like a movie in between. But it's like oh. it's still canon. It's still part of the show. Oh, sure. But like what yeah. I'm saying is like they wrapped everything up in the movie and then like had to open up oh. everything again. Yeah. Like they wrapped, they tied the things up. Like they told you like in narration like what happened at the between the series and the movie and like <laughs> yeah. where you are. But like then you like have this like new season, and like it was. I Man, enjoyed they're, the. They're new really season. trying to make Veronica Mars happen. It's an incredible show. I don't know why people like aren't into it. I I I'm not, not it into it. Somehow I never have watched. watched it again all the way through and have a great time. It's so nice. good. I think the only time I was ever just like like the the most exciting reboot thing that ever happened still to this day was when they rebooted uh, Gilmore Girls for Netflix, and I remember like having a gay gasm and i'm sure you've never watched it and that's okay oh i've watched all of gilmore girls oh, shit okay i have opinions we struggled i, I liked the new four episodes i did I too them. i love and it. i thought everyone i thought everyone else was very wrong they what happened was they were all stuck in rory's privilege and she got yes. taken down 20 pegs because she did not deserve all of that because i think she, yeah i think that's what a lot of it was about it was like honey you're was not like that a, special like Again, I think it's like whenever people tell like a true millennial story and like I don't want to give Lena Dunham this much credit, but like sure, sure. girls showed a very like lived in version of what it's like to be like in your 20s, like after college, because it oh, sucks. Sure. It sucks hard. Like right, you maybe find not out you're not special. It. Yeah. Yeah. And you do. And it's like incredibly weird <laughs> to like have that realization. Also, I, so you, I, with Gilmore Girls, do you ever feel like some people were not watching the right show or they just weren't like it's so weird because there were certain people that had such a visceral reaction to the reboot. And I'm like, were we all watching the same TV program? Like, they they kind of even went into that in the show where, like, Rory was, like, learning she wasn't that special, like, in college even. Right. Yeah, like, I, I, I very much enjoyed it. And I felt like that's how the creators wanted to end the show in the first place and they weren't in the last season. You have to, like, exactly. I think that's one of, that's one of those things, though, where you have to, and weirdly enough i like know the lore like they like Same. the um the two who run it the show Shore and paladino like, daniel paladino yeah. yeah they didn't do the seventh season of the show when it was originally airing and oh. that's why there's a 
great disconnect from season six to seven. Oh, it's like very God. jarring. Well, especially those first few episodes of the last season where it's writers trying to sound like Amy Sherman Palladino writer. Sure. And it's just like, oh, yikes. It, it was Have you ever read Lauren Graham's book? No, I need to. I keep getting told to read it. The bitch doesn't even remember the premise of the last season. So when they brought her on for the final four, like the four, the reboot. Oh, did she write it after they done the reboot? Huh? She wrote the book after. Yeah, she did. She wrote it after. Oh, that's great. Oh, good, 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 good. good. It's called Talking As Fast As I Can, I think is the the title of the book. She she was having a conversation with Amy Sherman Palladino, and she was like, so as you know, this happened in the last season. Like, this is the course correction we're taking. And Lauren was like, that didn't happen. And no, Amy was like, yes, it did. Yes, it did. (laughs) The script that that happened. I heard that happened with Amy as well. Like, she would have ideas of things to do. And there were people going, oh, well, we kind of can't do that because of season seven. She'd be like, God damn it. Yeah, God season seven, it. like, it, yeah. I, yeah, I very much enjoyed. I liked having them back. I liked yeah. seeing them because it was like far enough away, but not too far away. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like seeing the Friends reunion where it was like very jarring to see how much oh, they shit. aged. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was like not like that far away. It's like, okay, they're like, seven years older well, everyone looked, <laughs> you know, everyone looked really like everyone like looked really good too. yeah yeah everyone did look really good and we hadn't really lost anyone other than like the grandpa but that actually i think sure. really worked well in a emily's storyline emily like if you Ugh. take everything else away emily's storyline soars it's amazing like having emily's storyline is so her great. with all of the other women from the club she's like this is yeah. bullshit and just like going off i was like i'm into this and Liza Whale just returning as Paris. Oh, God, just all of it. I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that. Like that, that is camp. That is drag. Paris is drag. <laughs> that is camp. <laughs> now, the only thing I hated, the only thing I hated okay. in the reboot, because this has officially become a Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life rant, I hated <laughs> the one sequence, and I think it was the last episode, where she gets like, picked up by the guys she went to college with and they go to the like swing club the like after oh, yeah, hours yeah. swing club i hated all of that like that was it, just because it so looked, a lot of people loved so that dumb. i hated it i hated it i so didn't much. like that i didn't like that group in the original series Same. so i like didn't care whenever they came back like i didn't care sure about that. i don't think we're even supposed to like them even in the reboot it's supposed to be like oh god these dudes but i was just like First of all, it also felt like a shot-for-shot remake of... I'm like, was Amy Sherman Palladino watching Across the Universe when she was writing this episode? (laughs) It did feel like that. It did feel like that. Absolutely, it felt like that. It was almost exactly that scene from Across the Universe. Yeah, it was. I was like, what's happening here? Um, But I also... One thing also, Alexis Bledel, over the years, I think has become such a strong actress that it was like... I mean, I actually am not. One She's not like, a very good actress in the first couple seasons. It takes her a minute. And in to, her like, defense, her she didn't have the right to be a good actress. It was her first thing she had ever done with acting. So the fact that she's even like fine is like whatever. But I remember reading a thing with Lauren Graham where she said, if you watch the first like maybe 10, 15 episodes of the show, you'll notice that like we're always right next to each other because they just had me like holding her hand and be like, stand here, don't move. It's just like basically like, moving her around the set, like stand there. Like so. where to be in the light and like the blocking. Exactly, yeah. Mm, anyway, enough funny. about Gilmore Girls. <laughs> so I have- This is an, Messy I have Mondays. A, this is Messy Mondays. I have a couple pop culture things that like we can breeze through if we don't have time for. No, let's do it. I think they There's are no major, rules. they are major cultural shifts happening in the world here. Okay. 
Keeping Up with the Kardashians has officially come to an end. Now it has been announced a long time ago. Like we knew this was coming. Yeah. And so this is like the end of a reality TV era. And I, I mean, realized sure. like, we may not, not be into it, but like that's a cultural significance. Oh, it is? No, it say. is. And I, yeah. It'd be erasure to not pretend like it's not a huge deal. Yeah. All of those women have tried and are trying to break into the beauty industry. And that's a very interesting thing for me as a makeup artist. Yeah. Um, I have a weird a like, of- thing with the Kardashians where I'm not a fan of the Kardashians. Yeah. But I oddly do give them like a little bit of respect because I'm like, hey, they created a whole brand and whatever. Like, so it's not like I'm giving them like credit, but it's just like, well, you know, whatever. Here's, here's my favorite thing in the Kardashians is whenever the people who diligently watch the show curate what I need to know from the show (laughs) so that I can know about it because when they're funny they're very funny like the (laughs) moments that are funny from that show but I'm not gonna sit through 7,000 hours to get to those like few kernel those kernels (laughs) I I love a kernel I love a kernel kernel. (laughs) love a kernel but I I will tell you I have never laughed harder in my life mm-hmm. in that one than that one scene where the I don't even remember which two women are fighting, but one of them gets thrown up against the wall and their contour just stays on the wall after their head ricochets off the wall. And I thought that was the funniest fucking thing I'd seen ever that. seen. You've never oh, it's so good. Oh, I watched it like I think I watched it on re- I couldn't even tell you how many times I watched it. I like <laughs> couldn't breathe because they're like fighting. Like obviously like, someone's head got whipped up against the wall and I'm like Shit. laughing because I'm just like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen her you know like, on the wall. Yeah. They're fine. Oh yeah. Also, they're not going to look like that tomorrow with the plastic surgery that they get done. So like, don't even worry about it. They're fine. I remember I've only really watched, I've maybe watched, well, I'll be, when I lived alone, I had cable TV. You don't even justify cable. it. You can like like these things. Well, no, I'm saying like I'm I, but I would never say I watched the show. It's just like mm-hmm. it's that thing where at night, at, after a certain point of the night, there's only so many things even on the TV. So That's it was true. kind of like it was kind of like I can either watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, a paid programming infomercial, or like I murdered like the my 700 husband. Club. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I was like, I guess I'll go with Kardashians. And I remember there was an entire episode that was just centered around they were supposed to go to this one restaurant for lunch, and Kim mm-hmm. didn't want to go to the restaurant, so they went somewhere else. And it was just like I think it was Courtney. It seemed like a Courtney thing, just being like, I just don't understand because you like never have an opinion about where we go for lunch. And it's like I told you how much I wanted to go there, and I just feel like you're being mean. And it was like an entire plot line just about lunch. Just about yeah, also my opinion is blasphemous, but from what I've seen, I feel like Courtney's my favorite, but I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like Courtney's my favorite from afar. I think Courtney was the most like, ugh, I guess if you guys want to do this fucking show. Like, I think she was just kind of like, Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll okay. <laughs> like, um, yeah. no one's like my favorite. I think for a while I said it was Chloe because she seemed the most um what happened to her face though? I don't know. I don't know. She um, said she's... revenge body and then her face changed. Like her face, <laughs> she does not even look like the same person. Like if she you really were to put doesn't. her at the you first know, live season. Your life, but like, I just... Yeah, whatever makes you happy. Absolutely. I'm not really like judging her for it, but like. Yeah, I'm a big like don't even, like, shame look like herself person. at all. That's all. No, she doesn't. Yeah. And she was, I think she was gorgeous. So I'm kind of like. She's so pretty. I didn't think she needed to, I mean, do whatever you want, but like 
honestly all of them are like very stunning humans sure. like yeah. before and after i i would that's say that's the one thing like i know they've had work done of course we all know yeah. this like duh but people also act like they looked like polar opposite from before and i'm like no there's there's it's still there it's just it's yeah. been it's been enhanced darling. okay been, i mean that's an adjective you could use for it well you know that's like naturally right. enhanced <laughs> it was it was adjusted wait, wait so yeah i don't know it is a huge moment for culture because it's it's definitely like for better or worse we've been watching this family for over a decade and i can't remember life when that show wasn't on i can't either which is like really strange to think right it kind of like gray's anatomy i can't remember life like before gray's anatomy was on the tv i also i agree that the (laughs) and i feel like they probably started around the same time like that feels right like where they like i think gray's was like oh five like 2005 mm-hmm. and so i think kardashians was 07 so like right around the same time so i also would say like we probably unless something there's some like extenuating circumstances i don't think we'll be able to like i feel like the osborne set the precedent for their kardashians to like do what they did yeah and then like the kardashians like really ran, rang it out but i like don't think we're gonna have like an interest in a family like this no in the foreseeable so. future like i don't think unless this is like be... harry and fucking uh megan do a show or something but like i don't think they would because that would no. you know, be kind of weird it would be weird but also it'd be off brand from what they said they wanted you know what i mean (laughs) this is kind of where i'm at i don't know anything about them i like don't give a fucking fuck about the royal family so yeah i here's like i don't like the royal family but i do find the history of it fascinating but not because i care it's more like just from a pure like oh it's so weird that like people been following this fucking family for like generations and generations but i don't actually care about the family I, I mean, can't I don't be convinced otherwise that like Victoria Beckham is not the queen. So no, she is. Right, you know, what I, and like I don't even say that she like, is the queen. to be like fucking around. Like I'm like I'm ninety percent sure that like Victoria and yeah. David Beckham rule the country. She's like, Queen I'm, Victoria, like, right? <laughs> yeah, right? She is Queen Victoria, right? <laughs> when they talk about Queen right? Victoria, they're talking about Victoria Beckham. Right, right. I, I will, so. now I will say I will speaking of reality TV I will never forget I think it was on Bravo I'm pretty sure it was Bravo I remember Victoria Beckham did like a one-off special of just like a, you know like a week in the life of the Beckhams and they just like followed Victoria around and I think it was like a like a sort of pilot like let's see what the interest is and maybe okay. they'll do a show and sure. it was so thrilling it was so thrilling. I believe that. And then they never made the show. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, cause that I would watch the hell out of. My favorite thing is to watch Victoria very uncomfortably sell makeup to me. <laughs> and yeah. I own some of her makeup items. And they're yeah. they're very they're actually very high quality. They're very delightful. They're expensive though. But like yeah. hearing her having to like hit the high points of like <laughs> this mascara has these skin nourishing ingredients. And like you can tell she's like what reading I a cue card, but also love. trying to be natural. Like yeah. it's like if you were delivering at me, this is how I want Victoria Beckham Beauty League being sold to me. I'm Victoria. This is my mascara. And like that's it. You know what I mean? Just like this her is screaming. Victoria Tom. <laughs> Did I tell you I have a new foundation? It's in it's, stores now. It's one hundred dollars. It's one hundred dollars an ounce, darling. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Some of her stuff is very fucking expensive. God. I love her video of the like um when like Vogue does the like I oh yeah. Six, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my fucking god, that's like camp. <laughs> like, like I'm into this. Victoria Beckham is like literally next level. I like to, I will never understand, but I will always appreciate. Oh my god. Well, with all that being said, should we like dive into some some messy problems, messy moments? Absolutely. So who wants to go first? So well, um, we don't have anyone had called in. So if yeah, you want to that. call in, yeah, what's that phone that. number? What's I don't that? know it. <laughs> phone number how dare you put me on the spot <laughs> i'm like yes <clears throat> no, i thought no, no. you had memorized it's... i really thought you did have it memorized i wasn't I trying to I be would. you know it's weird like you just tested me i'm pulling it up right 412 now. there we go 437 8558 so again if you need to hear that all let's try that again let's do it more Four. let's do it a little bit more seamless yeah i'm gonna cut all that out yeah. No, um, don't. That's funny. Okay, fine. I won't. Because <laughs> like it's less work for me. <laughs> but yeah, again, no one called in. It's a lovely little hotline. Like you can even say like I'd like to stay anonymous. We will not say your name on the air. But the number is 412-437-8558. Call in, leave a problem, tell a funny story that you just want to like spill a messy moment about. It's a lot of fun and you get to be on the air. We have a Gmail as well for Messy Mondays, do we not? We do. You can also email at MessyMondaysShow at gmail.com. There you go. So then you can write in and then you don't even have to hear your voice. Come on, y'all. Yeah, you don't have to say your name. Call in. Write in. Call in. Write in. Call me. DM us. I don't know. Do whatever you need to do. Yeah, slide into the DMs. Like, whatever you yeah. want. But we did pull some some problems that were posted sure. on Reddit. We will not yeah. be we will not be keeping everything anonymous as to you know yes. protect identities and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. But we both pulled a couple of little fun questions, uh, asking for advice, and we're just we're gonna shout it out into the universe, into the void. And yeah, into we'll the void. Well, in. you might be experiencing some of the things we mentioned exactly. here, so we could definitely. So do you want to do like take turns? Like uh, maybe you can go sure. first, then I'll go, and then yeah. Sure. We both have two, so we're going to do yeah. like four today. Okay, I'm gonna do my more serious one first, and then cool. I have like a funnier one. We'll, cool. we'll finish with that one. Great. So, how can I be a better long distance boyfriend when living with unaccepting parents? Also, I only pulled from like queer reddits because I was like, I don't want to talk about the streets. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. We're pop culture and gay. Get into it. Get into it. So (laughs) my boyfriend and I, both early 20s, are in uni and have been dating for about six months. First half in person, second half long distance due to COVID slash uni break. And I feel like I haven't done enough to be there for him. My parents are pretty unaccepting, not to the extent that they kick me out, but they say that I've ruined their lives and verbally fight whenever they see me talking with my boyfriend. But it's not fair to him that I try to keep us a secret. We've only seen each other three times since we went long distance. And I can tell it's taking a toll on both of us. What can I do to be better? Does anyone have any tips for working around the parents the, um, and the way they treat me and him? Oh, gosh. Wait, how, did this they say how t- old they were again? Early 20s. Early 20s? Oh, it's big, well... but as they say. Mm. You can't just tell them that you're in your early 20s and it like, just might not work out. <laughs> no, like, in my head, that's like my, my gut instinct is like... Okay. But like, it's, a, it's like, girl. Stranger things have happened, right? <laughs> you know. Well, also, it, here's saying, and if I was going to say, like, you're in your early 20s, do what you want. It's a really easy for me to say that because I don't know the situation. I don't know, you know, yeah. what's going on with the parents. Um, 
I will say that like dating during COVID, whether or not you started dating during COVID or not, but like, it's like you were dating for six months, three months in normal life. And then three months during the pandemic or that's what, that's what the math looks like to me. (laughs) You like, weren't really, you didn't really know each other that well before the pandemic started and the pandemic like changed everyone's lives in such a drastic way. Three months is when you're just starting to really get to know somebody. And then just when that happened, sometimes you find out they're a racist at three months. (laughs) Jesus. Um, Sometimes you find out that uh, your boyfriend didn't like you that much at six months. So you find out all sorts of fun. We're Aaron drama. Okay. Girl, same (laughs) truths. Truth bombs. Same, same. Um, so, yeah. What What do you? Th- I, what are your thoughts? Well, to me, it feels like there are two separate problems. I. It doesn't. This person doesn't really mention like what they're doing in the meantime. Like, how often are they talking? Are they skyping? Are they zooming? Like, what? Yeah. What is their conversation like? Are they make like? Is their time being made to like set aside to like talk to this person? Or are the parents yes. like literally always right behind you, like ready to yell? Yeah. I don't know. Like being a young homosexual in the early 2000s like i found my ways you know what i mean sure, like there same. wasn't oh my god so, i was like, to get away so from many him. hookups and my parents were right. very religious and like very like anti-everything i i feel very sad about the parents because i think it's yeah. almost I, I mean i don't want to say it's like worse but like i wouldn't want to live with parents who like keep telling me that i've ruined their lives like that feels <sighs> very abusive to me like that feels like I feel like this is a situation where like I think if you can swing could swing like living on your own or like with roommates or something I would leave the house as soon as possible because the parents seem to be the problem it doesn't sound like you're really having relationship issues it sounds like you're being self-conscious because you feel like your parents are like inhibiting you from having your relationship yeah I would say probably the same thing it's kind of like tough love but it is kind of like if you're that unhappy, and I speak this from my own personal experience, because I, for a while after college, like, lived with my parents for a little while, and eventually did just reach a point where I was like, I'm not happy living here because I'm not actually even myself here. And so you mm-hmm. kind of just have to, like, and it might take a few months of, like, saving money or, you know, but I don't know. It's like, try reaching out to like friends see if there's like somewhere you can like stay for a while while you look for an apartment maybe someone's like renting out a room you can i don't or know like, i don't I there, might, there might be queer organizations locally sure. to you that might like have options and like have things to like help you with yeah. because like i would i would think that a lgbtq organization would agree that your parents are like being emotionally abusive at oh absolutely least to like help you get out of that at situation. least like a, like a, a temporary safe house while you figure out the next step like or which just can like feel somewhere dramatic because people think like oh i don't need like something like that it's not like that i'm like if you're uh, to me emotional abuse is just as uh not good for you as physical abuse I mean, and absolutely is yeah like so i would just say look at your resources and you got to figure out to make your everyday life better for you and that's like you know it's a hard thing it's not always super immediate but there there are resources there to pull from so i would say yeah you gotta just you gotta take out the the common denominator with your problems and it sounds like it's and I, it's i mean if you like live on campus during uni it sounds like they live in like overseas <laughs> yeah yeah uni like, i always over. think like oh, yeah so uni um, or maybe canada maybe I think canada they call it uni if you live on campus, I imagine that your campus is likely opening up, depending on where you live. Like yeah. you might be able to go back to university and that will help. But sure. it's definitely something to think of like, so you don't have to come back next summer or over the holiday break either. Um, I would say 
if the, if it's not something they can like fix immediately, I think it's it was healthy for me to like always remind myself that like the future would be different kind of thing to like recenter my brain like this isn't forever this is like just right now my mm-hmm. life uh, one day I'll be able to cultivate my own life like just to get you out of that negative headspace um yeah yeah and also yeah we're just going we're coming out of quarantine where everything was nuts so everything just feels nuts right now in general to me well I know like I know some places are going back into like lockdown lockdown so I just I'm like I'm trying to be careful about like not saying like America oh, no, no, I think no, is no. going to open up whether or not shit starts happening but yeah I'm yeah, yeah. taking it one yeah. day at a time sweetie <laughs> one Same. Day at a time. Same. Got well I have my first one do you want me to jump into it yeah I'm ready okay uh and they yeah I'm gonna do no names um i'm 23 and a new co-worker who is 22 i don't know why they said the names doesn't really seem to matter <laughs> was hired at my job i think she's so fine so i approach her and talk to her casually lightly flirt she then tells me she's engaged so of course i naturally thought to just move on a few weeks later she starts coming on to me flirting really heavily i flirt back and she invites me to go drinking we May oh oh we make we make up make up hang on we make, make up and we also vibe really hard with each other. What is this person literate? She tells I'm, me. I'm, she tells me. I'm assuming her, they're kissing. That's like what I'm going with. Yeah. Make out, but I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Uh, she tells me about how her boyfriend is a piece of shit and treats her horribly, and she feels stuck. I'm kind of just writing it out and having fun. I know in hindsight this is wrong on me as well. Through the next weeks, we get invited to go out and we start to get to know each other really well. Start FaceTiming in the morning, spending time at work, all cute and shit. I go over to her house and we fucked multiple times and it was super good. She gets really drunk one day and texts me that she has a lot of feelings for me. I couldn't shake it off that I was beginning to feel the same. We connected really well. She confirms this when she's sober and it's nice, but then I remember the situation at hand. I see her about three times a week at work. What should I do? I'm feeling a bit guilty now. I know it's all wrong. I can't help but, I can't help but have feelings for her. I know I deserve better since she's still with the man despite his treatment. Um, but they also constantly break up and get back together. Ugh. Yeah, a mess. That's just messy. That is like, messy. Look, I was looking for a messy one. Yeah, you found like a messy well, I was one. Looking. I was looking, baby. Yeah. Uh my immediate advice is this ain't worth it like no run don't run don't walk yeah um because also i am a big thing like i'm assuming that this person is a man this person who wrote it's a man it's a man okay okay Okay, that i just need a little bit more i was like is this like a lesbian love affair because i might approach it a little bit it is a hetero it's a hetero affair which i don't usually care about much the next one is lesbian so that's fine um okay love that um I yeah I would say stop thinking with your dick for a second yeah oh my god pull yourself out of the situation and be like unless you're like gonna break up with that other person yeah like indefinitely like you're not gonna get back with them then like this dick's off limits because apparently like this person is very much enjoying the situation it's like if they've been breaking up and getting back together but she's never getting with you then it's then that should be your your lesson right there um or even if that's even if that was before you knew her and she said that's what has happened the fact that i think they keep breaking up and getting back together like that sounds like a very toxic spiral that she needs to figure out herself and um and maybe you were just meant to be 
the like piece that made her realize there were like nicer people out there that she wouldn't have yeah. all this energy with and sometimes you need to like create the space and if she really likes you she's going to like seek that out and find that out for herself but I would say take yourself out of the equation yeah I would say yeah. 100% that yeah. as Taylor Dean once said love will lead you back if it's there <laughs> yes yes they did and um, what's, what, huh oh i said you're welcome i i was saying it to the audience oh, are you man. ready for, are you ready for another i'm very ready i don't know that we're gonna be able to help this person but like i couldn't yeah. help i had <laughs> okay here we go i'm pretty sure i got this from like the gay bros reddit subreddit oh, God, so. oh, okay. <laughs> okay yeah 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 how come my dick doesn't hurt anymore oh I had a bad experience about three months ago, and I don't want to bore you with the details, but a guy gave me some bad head and my dick got cut. He used too much teeth. Since then, Whoa. I have had minor pain and sensitivity in the skin of my dick near my penis head. I recently got my dick sucked so good and wet. The next morning, I jacked off, and the places that my dick hurt are gone, and I think the dick is clearing up. Why is this? Also, side note, I didn't know that a blowjob could feel so good. I guess I was just getting bad blowjobs in the past. Oh, what? Okay, so, so wait, I mean, what's the problem? They just want to know why their dick doesn't hurt? I, I, think, I think they want to know if this man sucked his dick so good he healed all injuries. <laughs> he like, sucked I my pretty... dick so good he cured, he, cured my, he cured my dick. He did a good job. <laughs> I, what is this man's phone number? Can, oh like, God. can we get him on the air? Can we, I just, you know, just need to, where, where do you live? Like, where do you I would say, first of all, oh my God, they gave him such teethy head that it cut his dick. Yeah. Fuck. That's like, uh, okay. Like, I'm having a hard time imagining that because I feel yeah. like the second teeth are involved. You're like, nope. We like, we tap the head. Like, you did know? they have like, braces? We... Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, how they cut? Or like, did they go down once and come up so fast, toothy, <laughs> that it was like all in one go? Like, it was a, a down and an up, and it was like game over. Or, like, do they have one of those like pointy teeth where it's like, you know, like remember how Kirsten Dunst in the '90s had those like really pointy teeth? Like, it was kind of like that. Or, or maybe this person has acrylics, and so they were like. <laughs> you know doing some <laughs> some nail action too yeah, i don't I know listen yeah. i just needed to say i had i saw this and i was like there's no way i can't bring this up can we give this person advice absolutely not i don't think there's any advice to be given i'm happy that your dick was sucked so good it got healed uh-huh also maybe if someone's going down on you and it's toothy you need to stop them before there's damage <laughs> you know yeah. like maybe we need to act fast I will say, um, in terms of the dick, um, I once had an injury on my penis. <laughs> Just okay. from, like, well, and mine was from, like, me being younger and, like, accidentally, like, trying to, like, clean up hair down there and, like, doing a nick. Okay. Like, a nick. And it sure. did take a long time to heal. Like, I remember being, like, is this ever going to finish healing? I imagine... Okay. And eventually, I have, got a theory, there, I, you know. I have a theory about why it probably takes such a long time to heal. Mm. 
I mean, I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> like gonna be, but like, especially in summertime, that's like a damp area. And then oh, you're like damn. wearing garments over top of it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's hard to keep it's a bandage really, like, there. You know? It's like not gonna breathe. Even if you bandage it, it's like not gonna breathe. You're yeah. like suffocating it, right? Like, and so then like the only time it can heal is like if you're like laying sprawled out nude sprawled in the <laughs> You know, I just think, you know, I even like when you get bumps and breakouts down there too, it's like, I feel like it takes forever for them to go away. Like, I feel like yeah. it's just bumps and breakouts. I used to work for European wax centers. So I had to use this kind of verbiage when talking about down there. <laughs> <laughs> Were you present for, for bikini waxes? No, I was just the manager. Well, because I don't know if I could do that. Actually, I know I could not. I have waxed a vagina before. <sighs> oh my god! In beauty school, like, and that's just like that's equal opportunity. If like a man was like, "I want to get waxed," I'd be like, "Oh god, oh my god." I will say, it was the first vagina I ever saw in real life, so it was like a little oh, wow. overwhelming for me. Oh wow! And I, then I had to like immediately touch it, like <laughs> it went from zero you, to like, sixty went very quickly. Yeah. He got comfortable. I was like very overwhelmed, but me and that person were tight before that had happened because we were like in beauty school together. She's bisexual, so I was like, okay, it's like a queer on queer. We're like fine. We like (laughs) understand the situation. Like we're gonna get in. We're gonna get out. It's we're gonna gonna get in. We're gonna get out even quicker. Needless to say, I will never wax anything again in my entire life. It's not my journey. Like anything. I mean, I. I will wax between my eyebrows, but I shave my actual eyebrows because mm. I don't want to lose the hair in my eyebrow. Yeah. It'll grow back if I shave it. But if you wax, like you don't never know. Yeah. Um, I will get my back waxed, but mm-hmm. I will not like I can't do that myself by the like anyway. Yeah. I, I you know, I won't wax my arms or anything like that. No. Or yeah. I won't wax other people. Like if if Tiffany asked me genuinely, I don't think she would pick me, but like <laughs> she was like, can you wax? I'd, I'd be like, yes, but I don't like that. You know what I mean? The like, only be- place I ever want to get waxed is like, like ugh, TMI, but like my shoulders get like a little hairier than I would like, like them to be. Of all the places that is TMI, I don't think a shoulder is the most well, scandalizing Some people don't want to hear about, they don't want to hear about that stuff. Like, you know, um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I would like to get that wax, but I'm also like, I'm, I'm like afraid to go get it waxed. I would say that's a relatively easy area to have waxed. <sighs> like pain wise? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how hairy your shoulders get. But they're not like crazy, <laughs> but they're, I mean, they're definitely like, you know, it's more than patchy. It's like yeah. usually I would, usually I would just like shave it if I was like going to the beach or something mm-hmm. just for like aesthetic reasons. But I haven't really gone to the beach like in years. So it hasn't really been like an issue. Oh, if I'm going to like uh, on vacation that's like to a warm place, I get I I grow it out so I can have it waxed because the wax will last longer. Like it's like just easier. Yeah. Well, I have one more. I have one more um, thing. Okay. If you want to get into it, okay. okay. I'm ready. <clears throat> this is from a lesbian. Okay. People who are lesbians with each other. Lesbian. Well, but this such thing. Okay. My one buddy has been with the same girl for over six years now. The girl he's dating has a sister who I will redact her name. They said the name. Recently redacted. Man, name. these people are brazenly. Yeah. Are you redacting the name? Yeah, or they have a name. I'm like not saying. Wow, that. these people are like putting names in. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so his buddy's girlfriend's sister 
um, has been texting me to hang out and ask me all kinds of personal questions. Over the past week, I've been going to her place and just hanging out, watching movies, just getting to know her better. She's been throwing out pretty strong signals, but something about it just doesn't feel right to me. Something just felt off about her, like she was hiding something. This morning, her sister, my friend, found out that I'd been hanging out with her more and sent me a long text. It was basically saying how, redacted name, has had a longtime boyfriend for years now and is planning on marrying the guy. I guess he comes up once or twice a month to visit her and takes care of all her financial needs. I guess what I'm asking here is I should probably confront her about this, right? I mean, even if she's all right with a friends with benefits situation, I would still feel kind of weird about it, seeing as her boyfriend thinks it's a monogamous relationship. Hmm. So, so they haven't, it sounds like the most they've done is like maybe lightly like made out, but she didn't even mention making out. No, to me, it sounds like they were just like hanging out, but maybe they were like hanging out in a way that's more than just hanging out. And it could be that, and it could be that this girl is like, you know, a little bisexual or something and maybe liked the attention. It sounds like, yeah, her boyfriend's not around a lot. So maybe she, I mean, so I've met many people like this that like to use people for attention. But then when you go like, hey, so you like me, right? They're like, oh, no, you're just a friend to me. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not the energy you were shooting out. So I unfortunately have experience with that. I I would say if they're starting to feel like, I would say they're starting to feel feelings, but they even said that something just doesn't feel right about this. So it sounds like they're already kind of like slightly disengaged. I would maybe just have a light conversation about being on the same page, I guess. But I also feel like that's an awkward conversation to have unless like, especially if she knows she's in a relationship. I don't know. I see my instinct in all of this stuff yeah. like whenever like stuff like it's like run like I would never but like also I would never get into the point where like this would happen like just like knowing who I am and like the way I behave I mean like who knows like I'm sure I could get myself into like a messy situation and just be like completely oblivious <laughs> right. to what's going on but well, like it sounds like slightly slightly a bombshell it sounds like they yeah. had literally had no idea I will say it's very weird that she didn't know that she had a boyfriend yeah That's but also odd. like That's why weird. I also don't love that like the friend is like sending like long texts about this. This yeah. is feels like something you can like pull someone aside and like have a real conversation about. Yeah. Like if my friend like texted me a long thing about something that I was not expecting. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I wouldn't like that very much. When like, you I wake up to I'm... a long text, it's like, oh God, what happened? One, I won't read it. I won't read it until I'm like ready in my day to like have that kind of energy. Because I've done it. I've been there. Like I've, I've had that moment. Girl, I've woken and, and up like, to a, I've woken up to texts. a breakup text before and been like, "This is a lot to take in first thing in the morning." <laughs> a lot to take in. <sighs> Darn it! Terrible. Eh, I, I would say like c- communication is like key here with like everybody. Yes. Like I don't know, maybe the I I don't. This is like out of my control, and it's like not the person asking for advice. But like my, I was raised by a mother who was like, even if you have someone who. <laughs> supports you financially always have a way to make your own money Mm, yeah so i and like i get it it's like nice to have like someone take care of all of your finances for you but like i wouldn't want to have to rely on someone like if especially if if i started falling in love with a like you know someone else you know like i don't want to have that like burden on me yeah i would anyway i I mean yeah i guess to this person i would say 
if you were feeling feelings and you feel like the person was flirting back with you, I would just say get on the same page and honestly just be up front. And I say, tell them what your friend told you. And if that friend wants to ask you about that, you're like, well, we're just having a conversation. Is that yeah. drama? Is that being drama? I don't think that's being drama. I think it's being real. I think, yeah, I think it's often misconstrued sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I will say sometimes people are like trying to start drama. Sure. But I feel like if I ever like say something that might hurt your feelings or like stir up what you think is drama, maybe it's on you. <laughs> yeah. I also just think there's a difference between like if you genuinely are not bringing it up to have a fight, you're just being like, hey, I just, I just want to say I found out you had a boyfriend and I, I guess I feel silly because I thought like I was feeling vibes with you are you just looking for friendship blah 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 just even get on the mm-hmm. same page if it's something you're not into you don't have to keep hanging out with them but at least you're on the same page right yeah that's just, yeah i don't like getting too messy even though this is messy yeah. mondays but i have to get unmessy to fix the mess clean up the mess don't add to we're it we're so good at giving advice i can't oh believe we fixed all of these people's lives we really did <laughs> we really did hope you're listening hope, hope your dick's listening. fine people hope you're listening it. hope your dick's fine yeah so again, listeners, if you would like to see a problem get answered on the air, even like leave a voicemail, you can leave a voicemail at 412-43. I can do this. I was gonna say 436. It's <laughs> the wrong number. You can call us at 412-437-8558, or you can email us at messymondayshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And yes, you can be featured would. on a future messy Mondays. Oh my goodness. Oh my well, goodness. Tom, I hope you have a fabulous week. This has been a lot we, of fun. This has been a lot of fun. It's gonna be a great week. Marina's releasing tours tickets. I'm like oh my God. ready. You know, I'm, I'm ready. Like, I'm ready and determined. Also, I found something really uh, this is like new news, but I was like very excited. Did you <laughs> see that Rina Sawayama is like gonna be in a movie, like an action movie? Yeah, John Wick. Yeah, number John Wick four three or, or yeah, four, or whatever. Four? Like, yeah, whatever, I don't know. whatever number we're at. We're gay. I love that journey for her. <laughs> Me too. Like, I have not watched any of those movies, but I will watch it just for Rina Sawayama. Bicon. Just because I'm like, come on. Because like, uh, she's like a fierce bitch. I'm really into her. She really She's is. the last pop star I've like organically fallen in love with. Like, it all happened by, like, I remember I was on Spotify, and it was like, oh, would you like to listen to the song Cherry by Rina Sawayama? And I was like, yeah, I'll add it to the playlist. And I just kept, like, listening to that one song over and over and over and over. And then, like, Dynasty dropped, or Sawayama dropped, but, like, I heard Dynasty, like, first. Dynasty! Dynasty! The pain of my brain is Yeah, yeah, I've been obsessed. And I I have to actually make myself not listen to her album anymore because I feel like I'm, like, listening to it too much. And I'm just, like, Mm. teasing fate to, like, make me get sick of it. And I'm still somehow not sick of it. So it's a a struggle. That's all I'll say. Well, I guess that's I guess that's it. I mean, unless there's anything else you want to like close with, any like any last thoughts? No, I last think thoughts or musings. I think I can't even imagine what's going to happen in the next week for us to discuss. Who knows? Who, who knows? Can say? Who, who can say? Who can say? Who can never be sure? Would you like to the listeners know where they can stalk you online? Yeah, so I am on Instagram at Hotmess Tom, H-A-U-T-E-M-E-S-S. 
Um, from there, you can find all of my other things. I co-host It Bears Repeating with my yeah. friend Tiffany. It's another pop culture podcast. We just started our Britney Spears deep dive. And when I say yeah. a deep dive, most of the episode, we discuss uh, Britney's parents' relationship before Britney's even born. Ooh, we like oh, are going in. And then we also have a Patreon podcast called Recollect, which is like very fun. We get to bop and stop and shit talk music. It's so fun. We have a Eurovision episode. I love my I love that theme song. I'm so proud of it. I Do you like, know what it reminds was, me of? Did you ever what? watch the Rosie O'Donnell show on like OWN when she I was on the I did. It was like, oh no, it's not Rosie, the new one. baby. No. And it was like one on one. That's all I remember. <laughs> and then I'm also on YouTube at Hot Mess Tom. And I just dropped like a uh a really long like a 40 minute video of me just like talking to the camera about like my feminine identity so mm, i love that yeah yeah and if you want to find me you can find me at zachary of no h on instagram and twitter mostly i do have tiktok but i'm mostly i'm a, I'm a looker not a not a content creator right now um i've been a little overwhelmed but that's okay i'm making um, enough content for seven people so you can take a break and also you have three days of this podcast a week so i do we have messy mondays of course tv mm-hmm. tuesdays where we're continuing our journey right now through season one of smash and film fridays is going strong right now we had urban legend last week we have the sequel which is urban legends final cut which even if you haven't seen the movie it's really wild and we had a me and Devin who came back to talk about the urban legend franchise it's a wild wild sequel it's really fucking crazy. Um, and then we also will be starting our Friday the 13th watch through probably in a few weeks. So we're, we're getting geared up for that. So That's lots lots of fun exciting. stuff coming. The only thing that could make my week better is some voicemails. Give us those yes. voicemails. Like I just, I, I just want to play them on the air. I thought it was like so much fun to have a voicemail. It is. I mean... We have, well, someone has to break the ice. I realized Sam did us a solid by breaking yeah. the ice last week, but like it's a habit and we need to get listeners. Like we have to get people. I, I mean, I'm trying to get my following like in on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like this is fun. I want them to be here. And again, you can stay completely anonymous. You do not have to say yeah, who you absolutely. are. Like you, you can keep it as private as you want to. Uh, so again, this has been Messy Mondays. Call us at 412 437 8558. It's a fun time. And we'll see you here next Monday. Bye. Bye. <laughs>